1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, and most importantly, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to Peter Lance, and Happy New Year to Attorney Jenny Lance. Thank goodness it's 2021. Or it will be, at least in a couple of days. We're actually recording a few days early today. Uh, and there's some very specific reasons that we're doing that um, because of New Year's and because the office will be closed, um, giving some people the time off, including our producer, uh, Brody, uh, who's with us today. What an unusual year 2020 has been. I think it's a year that everybody would like to forget entirely and pretend that it never existed. I remember back in the beginning of January 2020. Do you remember what we did, Pete? January 2020, we flew to, gosh, was it Vegas? Yeah, it was Las Vegas. Went to Las Vegas for almost a week-long conference. And, and I remember right before we left, you said, are you sure you want to go? Because I hear about this thing called the coronavirus, and you know it's the Chinese New Year, and a lot of uh, people from Asia like to travel to Vegas to gamble and should we go? And I'm thinking, you're silly. That's ridiculous. And that was back in January. And it really hadn't started to wreak its havoc yet. And the week before we went there, well, two weeks earlier than that, I was down in Orlando for a week-long tax conference that I attended. University of Miami Heckerling Tax Institute annual tax conference. I'm not sure they'll be doing that again this coming year, at least oh, not sh- live and in person. No, they definitely will not be, I'm sure. Um and uh, you just said that it's our 514th show. You're probably fairly close. I'm just doing the math in our head. In my head, you have done every single show other than I think two that I did on my own, but those were years ago. And so you personally have probably done over 400 shows because You're this right. has been at least eight years of shows, and we eight years. Yep. hardly ever repeat a show. Um, we almost always come up with new content for every single week. So roughly 50 shows a year times eight years is 400, 400. shows. yep. My 400 tongue is tired. hours of Ray talking. Oh, my goodness. My, my tongue is very tired. And I bet there's one of you out there who's still sleeping through all of it. No. Although I do have people from time to time say they would like to listen to the show, but they don't like to get up early on Sunday morning. So thank you very much for being here, and thank you for listening. We have had a year of total uncertainty. The stock market went kafui back in February and March, and it was the worst decline in the stock market since the Great Depression. And people have been very uncertain about health and what they can do. And then more recently, we've had people getting together for Thanksgiving holidays because, frankly, everybody's tired of not celebrating things like holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's and everything else. Can we believe that the year started off with impeachment hearings? I mean, that seems like 100 years away, but Uh, that's what started. And the the year is ending, sadly, with the loss of a brand-new congressman from Louisiana, 41 41 years years old. old. A congressman-elect who has been elected to Congress and never even got a chance to serve and got the coronavirus and died from it. 41 years old, yep. I read that this morning also. It sure has been a long year. I'm tired of it. I'm sure everyone is tired of it. And, uh, you know, I I go back and forth as to whether I want to... take my mask off and, you know, give my mom a kiss on her cheek and just be over with it already. But um, we're not doing that quite yet. I'm still wearing my mask even as we record. Well, as we go to broadcast on this day, which is Sunday, January 3rd, again, Happy New Year. We hope that we will have a much better New Year. And by by the way, our producer Brody just went and checked. We've done 433 shows. This is episode number 434 that we've done. So thank you for being patient and listening to us occasionally. So it's probably been close to nine years. And Brody always listens. He always pops up little things on the the computer to tell us things. Well, you know, even way back at the time of Benjamin Franklin, he said, be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man or a better woman. Thank you. Well, 
As we start today, we basically want to say we wish everybody a happy new year, and we hope that 2021 is going to be a much better year for everybody in terms of health and so forth. But it's not a time to relax just yet, is it, Pete? It certainly isn't, and uh, I think most people have really uh, you know, fought through this year, and I think people are going to be coming out stronger on the other side, and Americans will be coming out stronger on the other side. We're resilient. We always have been, and I really feel and hope that that's the case. Um, I think we'll be more uh, generous and caring of others because we appreciate them more. That's a good point. Well, think about children and grandchildren. I feel mostly really badly for younger people, younger kids who have gone to school remotely, learning from a computer instead of in the classroom. I know, Pete, in your own situation, you've got kids that are in three different schools. and Two different school districts. Two different school districts, three kids. And some of them were doing partially in-class learning and partially at-home learning on the computer. And even that's now changing once again, isn't it? It is, um, and I'm actually pretty frustrated by that. I understand it, but I'm, I'm, God, I'm just tired of it. Uh, you know, I, I have three kids, and they all do so much better learning in school than virtually. And I know that some other kids, you know, are the opposite. But it's really tough. It's tough on the parents. You know, my wife works from home right now. It's tough on her. Uh, it's tough on me, and it's really tough on the kids. I, I mean, my middle child is at Voke. And they just announced um, this past week, uh, yesterday actually, um, that they're going full remote learning. And I'm thinking, how can you teach shop virtually? How can you teach plumbing, you know, and and putting this stuff together that he's been doing virtually? No, we're all going to suffer. Our kids are all going to suffer. Our kids are going to remember this forever. So... We might say this again near the end of the show if we remember it, but at the beginning of the show, I'd like to say, please continue to wear a mask anytime you're out of your own house and your own environment. You don't have to wear a mask when you're driving your car. I see a lot of people driving their cars with their masks on. That doesn't do anything for you. Unless they have other people in the car with them. Yep, good point. And continue to maintain social distance as much as you can. Just assume that the person who's near you and close to you may be infected. It's really very interesting, Tenny and Pete, that very recently I said, I don't know anybody personally that has actually had the COVID. And just literally in one week, I know four or five people now that have been infected with the coronavirus. Yeah, I I didn't know anyone personally. Um, Well, that's not true. I had one person, but that was way back at sort of the beginning um, and yeah, all of a sudden I know a lot of people that have it, um, either friends on Facebook that have announced that they've had it or, um, you know, other people that are former associates of, of mine. And, uh, yeah, it really is ramping up and that's actually something I wanted to announce also. We have not done the business spotlight for the last couple of weeks and I don't think that we will be, um, anytime real soon, uh, because of COVID, and you know, we don't think it's fair to the person to come in, and, and it's not fair to us either until this sort of settles down just a little bit. Well, I also think that people believe that, that COVID has kind of um, become less lethal. Uh, it's just kind of a bad flu, and yet that really is not the place, not the, not the case. Um, good example being that poor congressman from Louisiana. Yeah, 41. 41 years old, very healthy. It can hit anyone. He left a wife and two young children, which is really just terrible. Well, what's going to happen because of the spillover and people getting together at Thanksgiving time and people getting together over Christmas holidays and gathering and people wanting to celebrate New Year's? Even this morning on CBS News, there was a lengthy story about uh, bars and so forth in New York City where secret parties and gatherings have been planned, announcements have gone out, and they said, secret party, don't tell anybody, and the authorities are trying to shut them down and prevent that from happening. So people want to get out and celebrate, but it's just not the time to do it. They, um, uh, in Massachusetts, have actually created a COVID team that I wasn't even aware of until uh, my son at Volk 
was in close contact, quote unquote, with someone who tested positive. So he was in quarantine for two weeks. He's been cleared, and we received a letter that he's all cleared as of uh, three or four days ago. Uh, no, it was actually, uh, yeah, it was actually just two days ago. Um, and when he was first in close contact, I immediately got a call, and call from the school nurse, explained everything, and I said, well, what does close contact mean? And she said, well, they were wearing masks, but somebody who tested positive was within six feet of your son for longer than 15 minutes. That's what they consider close contact. And so he had to quarantine at our house, and he did, in his bedroom, didn't even come downstairs uh, for anything other than to shower or to get his food and bring it back up to his room. And when he came down, he wore his mask for two weeks. Um so that's sort of what we've come to, and it's it's kind of crazy, but I didn't know. So right after the school nurse um, called, it was like two hours later, I got a call from somebody, and it said, Mass COVID team on the caller ID, and I thought, what the heck is this? And the woman said, um, uh, Voke has contacted us to let us know, everyone who was in close contact with this person, and uh, here's what you need to do. And then they called me again two days ago to say, has he been quarantined and did you get a test and has he had any symptoms? And um, so, you know, he's now clear and they sent a letter out, you know, so he can go back to school whenever they actually open up the school again. But I'm I'm sure that there's very few states that are doing this. Yep, I think you're actually right. We're going to talk a little bit about the new CARES Act uh, redo and what does it mean for people? We talked a little bit about this last week. Now we have information finally that today, as you're listening to this on Sunday, January 3rd, 2021, exactly one week ago today, last Sunday, President Trump actually finally signed the $900 billion COVID-19 legislative package. One of the things that included was $300 billion in additional Paycheck Protection Program funds. There are many, many businesses that are still able to function today and still running today and still employing um, employees today because they had PPP money before. Well, now they can apply for PPP money again because it's still going to be a tough time. Some of the statistics are really awful of what's happened. Boston, for example, has the fourth highest cost of living in the country, which people don't always realize. And when you talk about getting a $600 stimulus check, President Trump at the very last minute said he wanted that to be $2,000 per person. And that's why he supposedly held up not signing the bill. He finally did sign it because there was no choice. It was tied to the government funding bill. They always was, love to throw other things in, don't they? Well, if it, if it had not been signed, then the whole government would have shut down, the federal government, because the funding would have stopped on December 31st, so we couldn't have had that happen. But here's the, some of the things that a $600 stimulus check could buy today. Short answer is not much. might buy maybe a half a month's rent, or it could buy some food, and that would be helpful, obviously. It might buy maybe a tank of oil in somebody's house. That would be useful. Uh, Could buy some snow tires. And some of these examples of what $600 could buy are fairly silly. But the problem is $600 doesn't buy a lot for people who really have a need. And one of the things that, as I mentioned, uh, we've got a high cost of living in Boston, and then it springs out from Boston from there. Without going into that, the uh, coronavirus so far has closed an estimated 37% of all small businesses in Massachusetts. Wow. That's That's an incredible More than one-third. More than one-third of all small businesses have closed, and many of those will be permanent. So this is really a staggering number of small businesses that have closed because of plummeting revenues, declining revenues. Most people are staying home. They're not spending as much. If you're afraid to go out, and many people are, then you're not going to go out and spend any more than what you have to. Total small business revenue has declined by 44% Wow! compared to January of last year. Well, just think, we almost always went out to eat at a restaurant 
at least once a week. Yeah, probably we, once a week we would eat out someplace. That was a treat for us to do yeah, that. Usually Friday nights we'd say, oh, it's the end of a long week. I don't feel like cooking. Let's go eat somewhere. We have not done that since February last year. No, we've gone to a restaurant two times exactly. We ate in an outdoor setting, and we've not been to any restaurant on the indoors. And unfortunately, even with tables separated, people are still afraid to go to restaurants. Restaurants are really hurting. And now we have state-mandated restrictions on how many people can attend a gym or a restaurant and so forth based upon your normal capacity. Gyms are what, like 25% right now, and everybody has to wear a mask, I believe, Pete? Correct, as of, I don't know, a week or two ago. The restrictions, you know, I understand that we need to do some things to try to contain this, but at the same time, some of it is a little bit silly to me. Um, Like, you know, a bar can't be open if it doesn't serve food, even if people are, you know, at a, a certain capacity with you know, pl- plexiglass up, you know, at the bar and everything else. Um, so it's it's sort of like let's throw something at the wall and see what sticks in terms of regulating these businesses. And I feel in some cases it's unfair. Well, these numbers, these statistics that I'm giving are from actual figures that were published on December 29th. This is how recent it is. And I want to give just a couple more because it's really amazing to listen to this. In Boston proper... You think of the fact that a lot of people have to go into Boston and travel into Boston to go to a restaurant to go shopping. And because people are working now more from home, they're saying that in Boston, the number of open small businesses has plunged to 44% are open small businesses in Boston. And Boston small business revenue has dropped by 52%. So these are horrible numbers. And, And until we conquer the virus and get the vaccine shots out and and well, and it's not just here it's it's all over uh you know i was just thinking the other day just me personally um how many things we missed out on as a family this year uh vacations and you know just right around these this time of year we would have normally taken my kids to go to santa's village and they're not even open um because of covid uh back right around when Corona was starting to heat up. I was in the phases, uh, the initial phases of uh, doing a father-daughter dance that I was going to do in June. Uh, that I was really looking forward to. I already had the date booked with the VFW in Dartmouth and everything. And it's just so many things that you know people are missing out on. But also, the VFW didn't get that revenue. Santa's Village isn't getting that revenue. Memories aren't being made. Uh, it's just a terrible year. No, it is. Let's talk about some of the specifics. So one of the reasons that uh, President Trump held up signing the bill, the new COVID relief bill, was because he thought $300, excuse me, I'm sorry, they're talking about unemployment. The $600 stimulus payment was just not enough money and it should be $2,000. So now that the bill has been signed, it's been signed with just the $600 stimulus payment, A check will go out to people. They've actually clarified what some of the rules are for who's eligible to collect that. So we're going to go into a little bit of specifics on that. Well, you don't, uh, just to clarify that, I don't think it's a matter of collecting. It's going to come directly to you, right? In fact, in many cases, direct deposit. If you're somebody who has direct deposit for things like Social Security checks. I've actually spoken to two people already, and I've mentioned this last week, I believe, too. If you haven't filed your income tax return for 2019, get it done ASAP. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything. You may not get anything at all because that's how they demonstrate how much income you made and whether you're eligible to receive the $600 payment. And even if you earn over $75,000... Uh, file your tax return because you still will receive something of the stimulus payment, whether whether it's going to be the $600 or the $2,000. We'll know by the time that you're hearing this. Um, but they just reduce the um, the stimulus that you receive by $5 for every $100 of income over that $75,000. So the bottom line is that uh, we thought when the information first came out that if you made $75,000 or more, you wouldn't get anything 
but that's not the case. You can make up to $87,000 now and still be able to collect something. But importantly, it's doubled for couples. Yep. So if you have a married couple, you can get $1,200. And there's still a possibility. We'll talk a little bit about the politics of this. There's still a possibility that folks might be entitled to get $2,000. I'm not sure how this is going to work. If somebody has received their $600 stimulus check, are they going to get a second check for $1,400? And I guess the answer to that is probably yes. But that's up to the politicians and the politics of this. So what we can say for certainty is that the COVID-19 $900 billion package, which includes jobless relief, vaccine and school funding, small business aid, the $300 billion I talked about, and the $600 checks for most Americans, that was passed and it was signed into law by President Trump a week ago on a Sunday. What's happened since then is that the House of Representatives picked up and overwhelmingly passed a stimulus bill to say we want to increase the $600 payment to $2,000. Something like 102 or 107 Republicans. Yeah, 275 to 134. So there were many, many Republicans that also joined in passing that in the House of Representatives. But you've got to have two other things happen before people are going to get $2,000 and have an increased amount. The United States Senate has to also agree to the same thing. And they haven't done that so far. It's been held up by Senator Mitch McConnell from Kentucky because he's trying to tie a $2,000 increase into another piece of legislation which has got nothing to do with the the CARES Act or the Coronavirus Relief Act. And so that's politics. And until that's resolved, if there's enough pressure brought upon him by fellow Republicans, then the Republican-controlled Senate may also end up passing this $2,000 second stimulus check. Then again, that has to give it signed by President Trump. I apologize if you mentioned this already. Um, Sometimes I'm doing research or looking through something to see what I can uh, contribute. So if you mentioned it, I apologize. But the uh, stimulus checks will not be taxed as ordinary income. Uh, it's called a refundable tax credit, so you will not have to pay income taxes on it. Yep, very good point. Um, unlike the extra uh, $600 a week for unemployment that people were receiving uh, for the first you know, part of the uh, unemployment when all this hit uh, back in March, April, May. And uh, I believe that that they, uh, I know at first that they just had the $600 and people were going to have to pay taxes on that. And people who were receiving those funds did not realize that, many of them at least. And I believe that they actually changed that um, and made the $600 payment um, reduced by the amount of taxes that would be paid by people. Similarly, right. there are some new rules about what we call the PPP loan program for small businesses. In the, in the past, that was um, going to be taxable, and now some parts of it may not be. Let's, let's come back to the PPP thing in just a minute. Let's focus on the stimulus check for a little bit uh, more, a little bit longer, because it, it impacts many, many more people. So the Treasury Department, U.S. Treasury, says it will disperse $600 per adult $600 per qualifying child under the age of 17. They have to be a dependent listed on your tax return. So a married couple that has two kids could get $2,400, for example. Now, this could increase significantly if the Senate, in particular Senator uh, McConnell, is willing to go along with increasing the amount to $2,000. It'll still go through the Senate, and then it'll be signed by the president, presumably, I can't see how he would change his mind on that since he was pushing for it. So single filers who have adjusted gross income um, that doesn't exceed 75000 are eligible for it. And then married couples whose adjusted gross income, that's that magic uh, line item on your tax return, if that doesn't exceed $150,000 as a couple, you're going to get $1,200. Even a deceased person who died in 2020 may receive some funds, amazingly. Yep. So when will these checks arrive, or how will they be paid? 
Well, it can go directly into your bank account. If you have a bank account that's tied into your records and your record keeping, it'll be just deposited. If that's how you receive your tax uh, return refund, if you get a refund, then that's exactly how you'll get your stimulus money. Otherwise, you'll get a check in the mail, and you, you will not get a stimulus check if you don't have a valid Social Security ID number. So again, if you haven't applied for an ID number for a dependent child, or if they're not listed on your tax return, that's something you can do fairly quickly on online under socialsecurity.gov. This was an interesting article on uh, foxbusiness.com. Uh, uh, it was dated December 29th, uh, so just a couple of days ago. And I'm really surprised it said this. It said, in just a few months, small businesses can shed their onerous capacity restrictions and operate like it's 2019 again. And I'm thinking, where are they getting this information from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that they're taking the vaccine, but they're smoking something. But uh, anyway, some people will not qualify for this stimulus check. Right now, 600 We hope it's going to be increased to $2,000. Uh, if you're a dependent on someone else's tax return, you don't qualify for an economic impact payment, the stimulus payment, or a non-resident alien. However, so, if you made more in 2019 and then were unemployed in parts of 2020, you may get this money later. It's, it's quite amazing, yeah, all I'd the rules. I'd like to clarify one thing. Uh, there's a great article that was in a Nerd Wallet, also dated December 29th, that says, do I have to file a tax return to get a stimulus check? Not necessarily, but the payment amount might not be the correct amount. And if you haven't filed a tax return for 2019, the IRS can also look at information from the Social Security Administration. This is the uh, Nerd Wallet article. I'm not sure if you have this. It says, second stimulus check, calculate how much you may get and track your IRS payment. Yep. Great article. has a good number of questions that are important to answer. So they can look at Social Security records, Railroad Retirement Board, Veterans Administration records, and try to figure out what to send you. But if you have your 2019 tax return filed, it's going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler. And... Um, that might be the case for senior citizens, for example, or Social Security recipients. Maybe you didn't file a tax return. Is the stimulus check a loan? No. Do I have to repay my stimulus check money? No, you don't. Unless you get your stimulus check money through fraudulent means, then yes, you're gonna, they're going to track you down at some point. And as you just mentioned, Pete, stimulus check money is not going to be taxed as income. It's called that refundable tax credit. And you'll receive that even if you, you'll receive the full amount, I should say, even if you uh, owe taxes. So they're not going to reduce your stimulus money even if you owe taxes. Yeah, that's an important question. People sometimes say, well, what if I owe money to the IRS that I haven't paid? They're not going to offset what you owe and take that stimulus check away from you. You're still going to get it. So you don't have to have filed the 2019 tax return, but it's a good time to do it to make sure that they've got current information and your bank account details and that you're going to get paid more quickly and all those kinds of things. So watch your mailbox, watch your bank account, watch the news so they can tell you exactly when the checks are going out, which is supposed to be right now. Supposedly starting the night of the 29th. So by this weekend, when this airs, people may have it in their account already. Yeah, if you do online banking, start checking your bank account, and hopefully you'll see checks. Now, this $2,000 second stimulus check is right smack in the hands of the United States Senate at the moment. And we have a, a slight majority of Republicans in the Senate, and most importantly, we've got to deal with Senator McConnell. Hopefully there's going to be enough pressure brought to bear that that will get resolved and this will get taken care of. The House of Representatives, as I mentioned, did pass legislation to increase the amount to $2,000. They did that within 24 hours of President Trump signing the bill. And they did it on Monday of this past week. So when Congress wants to act quickly, they can certainly act quickly. And... Um, so we'll keep you posted. As soon as we know more about that, we'll broadcast that right away so people can know about that. 
I think it's important to also note that people who are now on unemployment are going to get an increase in that as well of $300 a week. Um, it was 600 as probably everybody knows, back in the spring and early summer. And then that ran out. But now, if you are collecting unemployment, you may get an increased amount. And that's very important for a lot of people because many people are still not working. You know, what you need to do most importantly in life is plan. You need to plan for, did you file your tax return? Did you do your will or your trust with Attorney Tenny Lance? I know I still see a lot of people that have done no planning or very little planning, and you do as well, Ten. I know. I am still constantly amazed of that people, adult people with children, with businesses, with family, have not made any provisions for their own death, either by a will or with a trust. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, it's just not a rational, caring thing to do. It leaves your family in a bit of a mess. And uh, give Tenny a call anytime at 508-998-8800, and she can talk to you, answer questions. I get calls periodically from radio show listeners. You can reach me at 508-998-8858. I answered a call just yesterday morning from a person who's thinking about selling their house. They have no mortgage on it. And he posed some interesting questions. He said, for religious reasons, my wife doesn't take a flu shot, and she will not take a corona vaccine shot either for religious reasons, and she works in a medical facility, and she's concerned about whether she's going to be able to keep her job. So they were looking at buying a new house, and now they have concerns that what if she loses her job, and are they going to be able to support the new house? And that may trigger about whether they decide to sell the old house. So this is just another example of how things change in the economy because people are unsure how to make informed decisions about things. Are you going to have a job or you're not going to have a job? Well, I have a couple of things to mention about that, but also uh, you also have someone else who uh, wanted to sell a property, um, but then he said, gee, I'd really like to purchase the property, and you said, well, maybe you can with a reverse mortgage. Um, so just certain things to think about and, uh, mom, you're a reverse mortgage specialist and we can do reverse mortgages for you. If that's something that you wish to do to either, uh, pay off your, uh, current mortgage or to get some money or to purchase a home. Yep. And part of this, uh, coronavirus relief bill, as I mentioned earlier, does include additional money for the payroll protection, uh, program and 300 billion dollars i actually went online to look at my bank information just this morning to see whether or not there was any information yet about how to apply and that's what i would encourage any business listener to do start looking at what's happening on the news you can also go to sba.gov and they will have the probably the most current information about when and how you can start to apply let me repeat that, sba.gov. Something uh, important that I'd like to um, reiterate that we haven't mentioned in a while is we are still doing business, you know, quote-unquote, as usual here. We are meeting with clients. We're doing it very safely between a very large conference table and a plexiglass divider in between, checking people at the door. We have our doors locked, and people can only come in by appointment. Um, but we are still helping people every single day. Uh, both my mother and Mike, uh, attorney Mike Coleman on the law firm side and my father and I on the financial services side. And then Cheryl um, is still doing home and auto and commercial insurance down um, Lance, with Lance Family Insurance. And yet a lot of it can still be done over Zoom meetings, over Google Meet, over phone calls. Um, so whether you're comfortable to come in or not, we can help you. You know, I'm an investment advisor representative. I can set up a brokerage account for you and start saving money for you. Uh, if you're younger and you're looking to set up a retirement account, 
Uh, if you're already retired or thinking about retirement, there's many ways that we can help you. So, you can also do a risk analysis. Yes, uh, risk analysis and a Morningstar report to check out what your current portfolio really looks like. Um, so there's many ways that we can help you. We're here. We're here for you. And give our office a call at uh, 508-998-8858 to schedule either a virtual or in-person appointment or the law firm at 508-998-8800. Thank you, Peter. Um, I just want to talk a bit about the new PPP loans. Way back last February and March when you and I, Ray, were working on PPP applications, the SBA process was very complicated. You didn't know which forms to use. There were lots and lots of forms and things to check off that weren't quite explained. Now the process, hopefully, is going to be much easier for this latest round. So I encourage anybody who may have a small business to look on the website that Ray just mentioned or to contact your bank. Most banks are being uh, good and aggressive about contacting their business owners and saying, we've got money to lend through this program. Come and talk to us. And by the way, when the applications were submitted, uh, they're all submitted online. The documentation really wasn't terrible, and the approval was very quick, and the money was direct deposited into your bank account. But if you like more information about that, we'll be happy to give you some guidance and advice as well. I want to mention also that nonprofits and religious organizations are eligible. Um, our church has a PPP what's called a loan, but it should be forgiven. And it's enabled our church staff to continue to work to serve people in the community. You know, I, I want to mention too, Tenny, that the PPP loans, it's possible that many of those are going to be forgivable if they were used for payroll-related expenses and some rent-related or mortgage-related expenses. And there's whole categories of doing that. I have found that I want to give a plug out again a shout-out and a plug to Bacos Bank. I found them to be enormously useful and helpful in providing information about how to do it. This is the time right now when you are able to go through the process to start requesting the forgiveness of your PPP loan if you did it this past year in 2020. There is a time deadline for doing that. I don't remember what it is. I don't know, but those rules even now are being rewritten, I believe. And we can even assist you with getting you some information on how to do that and uh, applications. So if you want a small business, then reach out to us as well. Probably by about a week from now, maybe 10 days from now, we'll have information on exactly how to apply for the new PPP loan. I think it's going to be out fairly quickly. But you can also apply to do the forgiveness on what you have received in the past and if you don't do that, and if you don't do it by their time schedule, which is fairly generous, I think it's June or something like that, I'll get you more information, then it becomes a loan that you have to pay back. So if it's forgivable, you need to go through the forgiveness process. There's an Arabian proverb that once said, work for your future as if you're going to live forever, for your afterlife as if you're going to die tomorrow. And that's how people should plan in general, right, well, Jenny? That's true. That's an interesting proverb. It is an interesting proverb. And if people don't have that ring true more than now more than ever with this year, then you know I'm, I'm not sure what it will take. Well, a lot of things have happened this past year. A lot of people have now taken a look at what their finances are. We're going to talk a little bit uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, I don't want to spend the whole show if we don't have to, and just on this new. Uh, coronavirus relief bill. Let's talk a little bit about some resolutions. Let's we'll talk about some New Year's resolutions. We may get more specific about that in the future. And Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. <laughs> I love his sayings. They, they sort of make so much sense. <laughs> I think a lot of them came naturally, but then I think he cultivated that yes, after sure. the fact because he said a lot of really stupid things during his lifetime. <laughs> right. Well, it's an interesting time. A lot of people have used this time to pay down credit card debt, to pay off loans. I met with a gentleman yesterday who uh, the following day was going in to refinance his mortgage. 
and he was going from a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan, reduced interest rate, and saving money in the process. Smart things to do during this time. Another thing is if you're not going to use it to pay off debt you know, or pay bills, uh, use it to invest. Buy some, some mutual funds, buy some stocks, you know, do something. Well, a lot of people are simply struggling to get by. They're struggling to put food on the table. Uh, they don't have a job. Unemployment is still very high. We're still in a very high unemployment region. But it's also a time when people are just not spending as much money. And if you're not spending money, instead of doing purchases and things online, why don't you go out and do something to improve your financial position overall, like paying down credit card debt and paying them off and so forth. It's a good opportunity to do, to do that if you're in that position. So do either of you have resolutions for 2021? I don't usually make them. I always make resolutions. I know. We'll, we'll circle over to that in just one second. I don't think there's anything else we need to say about the PPP program at the moment except there's $300 billion out there, and if you applied for, for a PPP loan before and received it, you should still consider doing it again if you need the funds. Robert Browning, a famous poet, once said, a man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? Have you heard that before? No, I have not. Oh, I've heard that often. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I don't think that, you know, People need to wait for New Year's to make resolutions, yet so many people do, and then they don't keep them. You know, it's, I think the average is like three weeks that people keep resolutions going. What's the, one, what's the number one time, Pete, when people join a gym? Oh, January 2nd, always. And what's the number one time when they stop going to the gym? Well, we, our office is right next door to Dartmouth Total Fitness, and every single January... January 2nd until the end of January at least, the parking lot is absolutely jam-packed, full. You can't find a parking spot. And usually by the beginning of March, I would say at the latest, it's about half as many cars. <laughs> so people make a resolution to lose weight and it lasts for a short time. Um, people start new diets periodically. Um, I won't bring up any names in this room at all because I'm not going to embarrass anybody to do that. It's time for me to start my diet again and lose a few pounds. <laughs> but again, it doesn't have to be January 1st. No, you know, it doesn't. I started a diet about almost three weeks ago now. I'm down exactly 10 pounds. And it, it doesn't have to be New Year's. You can do it any time of year. I mean, think about that. I went sure. through Christmas on a diet and it wasn't fun, but, you know, it was necessary. I, Sucker. <laughs> I, I, I was just wondering, uh, as we're talking about this, Gyms, you know, and our friend and neighbor Scott at Dartmouth Fitness next door, they must really rely on New Year's resolutions for their business. And I wonder how that's going to be this year. Yeah. You know what he ought to do? He ought to have some sample New Year's resolutions and have them as flyers to hand out to people who come in. And they should start on different dates during 2021. Put it up on his website or something. I'm just wondering if they're going to be at 25% capacity. I mean, are people still going to sign up for the gym in droves and just not be able to go as much because they're going to be, you know, not able to get in because it's already 25% full? Well, make some, make some goals and make some plans. A famous uh, employment counselor company that helps people get jobs is called Robert Half Company and he once said when you arrive at your future will you blame your past that's what happens if you don't make plans by the way have either of you seen the ad that's been on television just recently it was actually a news story on CBS about the robot company in Boston and they've got the robots out there dancing to a music did anybody see that before? No, I have not. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's a, it's a news story. You've got to see it. Uh, what's the name of the famous robot company that's up off of 128? Anybody remember? It's like iRobot or something like that. I think that. it is iRobot. Uh, iRobot. Uh, they're phenomenal. You can buy these robots, by the way, for $75,000. <laughs> it is so funny, this news story. It'll be on the evening news as well, and uh, you've got to see it. There's two robots, and they're out there, and they're dancing in there. Shucking and jiving and everything else. What do you Just mean like a person. Huh? What, what, is, what does it show? I don't understand. It's, it was just funny, but it's also advertising iRobot. So oh. Eric Fromm is a famous uh, 
writer, he once said, the danger of the past was that men became slaves. The danger of the future is that men may become robots. I saw that quote and I said, oh, that's exactly what they just had on television. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of what I told you in a quote that um, I was looking at, Bill Gates, you know, he created, you know, something for, or at least helped to create something to keep uh, people from uh, their normal lives and give them a distraction. And now it's the opposite. You know, people are so addicted to their phones and television and everything else that we need a distraction and a break from that and get out to nature again. I was going to say, it's called nature, isn't it? Go <laughs> for a walk. Leave your phone at home, perhaps. But we see so many people doing that. Oh, uh, it's have funny. wonderful walks in Dartmouth. I see people walking along the road all the time, getting some exercise, and they get the phone up in front of their face. They're looking at their iPhone or whatever it is. Android, is that the other one, Pete? Yes, that's okay. the better one, yes. <laughs> so Peter and I have a difference of opinion. So New Year's resolutions, yes, we've got samples. If you want samples, we'll be happy to give them to you. It's nothing more than making plans. Um, typical resolutions, obviously, are I'm going to save more money. I'm going to make more money. One of the biggest things, and we've talked about this, it's been a long time, but is set goals all the time, short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals. And the long-term goals, you know, should be, um, accomplished by your short-term goals. And I've seen differing thoughts on this. Um, I follow a lot of different motivational and business uh, sites on uh, Instagram. And I've seen some lately that say, set really difficult goals in you know the near future instead of at the end, uh, you know, in a year or two from now. And you're not going to get your goal accomplished in that amount of time, but you're going to get a lot done towards achieving it. There's so, so much written on goals. Yep. It's amazing. You can go on the internet and put in goals, and you'll have pages and pages and pages of stuff. So number one thing about goals is what? If you're going to make a goal, you have to write it down. If you don't write it down, it's just a wish, and you're going to forget it. If you write it down, you can revisit it. The other thing that I would say, and I've done some training on goal planning and goal teaching, is don't set too many goals. Make them realistic goals that you can achieve. Otherwise, you're going to be discouraged. You should always have, I think, something that's really a very large goal. We call them BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. Have I used that word on the radio before? I'm not sure if I have. I don't think so. It's something that was started by um, Advisors Excel, I believe. No, actually, it's long before them, long before them. I mean, I heard it when I went to Strategic Coach up in Canada for seven years. And um, great program, by the way. But the idea is, if you want to achieve something, don't come up with a list of 15 to 20 things that you think you want to do. You're never going to get to them. Pick up, make a list of 10 or 15 things that you want to do, and then focus on maybe three of them that you want to do. Because it's going to give you a psychological reward if you can accomplish something. Well, and like I said, if there's... A long, more of a long-term goal, like you want to lose 40 pounds, create some short-term goals on how you're going to achieve that long-term goal. Like, I will, I mean, I talked to my doctor about this two years ago, and he said, I've got two of my clients who lost over 100 pounds, not by really real exercise, but simply by walking one hour, four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. And that's all they did. They didn't really change much else. So, you know, set those short-term goals and say, I'm going to cut out, you know, hostess cupcakes out of my life, or I'll only have one a week instead of one a day. You know, those are the short-term goals that you can start using to get the long-term goal achieved. I'm always grateful when the candy disappears from the office kitchen table after the holidays. Everybody brings in candy during Christmas time. And I never touch it because I don't have a sweet tooth, thankfully. Mm. Oh, white chocolate. Oh, we had some of that this year. Mm, good. Some well, of the long-term goals, you know, one of the most important ones that I can think of for any of you listening who are smokers is think about, do you have children? Do you have grandchildren? Would you like to see them graduate from high school, possibly from college? Would you like to see them get married, maybe have grandchildren or great-grandchildren? You know, that should be a long-term goal for you is to quit smoking and start by cutting back one or two cigarettes a day. Um, I don't think many people know that I used to be a smoker up until about six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it was one of the best things I ever did because I realized I've got a lot of living I want to do, and I want to be there to see my kids have kids. Yep, it's <laughs> one of the hardest things to do, obviously, but people, when they make goals or do New Year's resolutions, it usually focuses around their health, you know, their weight, their exercise, things they want to do, or their finances. They want to save more. They want to spend less. They want to get out of debt, pay off debt. They want to put more money aside for retirement. There are a lot of really word thing, uh, worthy things to do, and you can predict them. Um, there's much written about them. You can travel more. There's all kinds of things you can do. We as Americans are a real gluttonous society. More than any other country, we overindulge with food. We eat, a, you know, our plates are twice the size of normal uh, meals at other restaurants around the world, and they're more rich with, you know, creamy, heavy meals. We shop and spend like no other country, um, and it's it's showing, unfortunately, <laughs> with our economy, with our with people don't having enough money for retirement, with and our bellies. <laughs> I think what we might do at some point in the future is to do an entire radio show devoted just to the subject of how to set goals, have some documents that we can send out to people if they'd like to receive them and get realistic about them. I've got all kinds of statistics that I'm not going to go into them today about by gender, by generation, how many people stick with New Year's resolutions and don't stick with New Year's resolutions. But you, it is important to plan, isn't it, Tenny? You've got to plan for your estate, you've got to plan for your will, you've got to plan for your finances, and if you don't, you're going to have an average life of average expectations. Abraham Lincoln once said, the best thing about the future is that it comes only one day at a time, but you have to plan for those days. And Abraham Lincoln also said, you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. So as we wind down to the end of our hour here today, I want to basically say I wish everybody listening a happy, safe, and healthy New Year and continue to do all the things that you need to do to stay safe. I didn't know anybody personally two weeks ago that had the COVID. Now I know five people that have had the COVID uh, virus. And um, that says something even by itself. So any last words that you want to say, Pete? I'm going to do one last lengthy quote that I want to give. No, other than uh, this year has been really tough, and I'm really looking forward to 2021. Um, and I love you both, and I hope that we all have a great 2021, and all of you listening as well. I'd like to thank everyone who continues to listen to the show every week, people who have come in to support our businesses. We're very grateful for that. And please be safe in 2021. And Happy New Year. I'm going to close with a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, one of my favorites. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be with you again next week.